Well, welcome back to Division One Rejects. This is episode 72. This is August 4th. Fellas, we are we're close to camp. We're this close. We're happy this birthday close to, to Tom Brady. Get out of here. And happy belated birthday to my little brother. Okay, well, hey, we're hey, here hey. for that one. Shout out Carson. Shout out Carson. Happy birthday to Carson, but... We don't need no Tom Brady. You, you over here. Come on. Brady. We, ain't on Brady. we ain't a Tom Brady. We ain't a Tom Brady podcast. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Tom. Guys over here. The man's Happy birthday, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that was a solo clap right there. <laughs> over there, bro. We got, we got, yeah, we got a lot more uh, really good content today besides shouting out Tom Brady. Uh, we've got two great guests on this show. The first one will be joining us here shortly. It's Mikey Gao, the name that you either know exactly who he is or you don't know anything about this kid. He's from Nebraska. He's a 14-year-old quarterback from Nebraska. The thing that makes him very intriguing and why we want to have him on the podcast, first of all, we already reacted to him. Uh, I don't even know how many episodes back. That was a minute ago. 13. 13 episodes? No, I just You're making up a number. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> uh, but the thing that makes him special is that he is an ambidextrous quarterback. He throws, he's right-handed, but he also throws with his left hand. So he's broken the internet a few times, had a few videos go viral, picked up by ESPN, Sports Center, the likes, all that stuff. Taking some really big official visits to Michigan, Nebraska. Uh, I think Oregon was, I'm not sure. There are a lot of big schools up there, but uh, hometown Nebraska kid. He is going to join us here shortly, talk about his recruiting journey, all about how he throws the ball with both hands when he picked it up. That'll be really exciting. But uh, I guess that I'm also really excited for the GLIAC announced some new news earlier this week. We're adding a uh, new provisional member, and that's football, all the other, they have 15 athletics. It's Roosevelt University is being added to the GLIAC. So who better to have on the show to talk about the new GLIAC member than the associate commish, Cam Trudell. Cam's been on the show before, but he has not been on the show since it was a video podcast. He just called in last time. So it'll be, I think it'll be more fun. It'll be a little more uh, oh, totally, engaging, yeah. right? More, yeah. more personable, yeah. Sure. Exactly. He's a great guy. He played football at Walsh. Um, so we're excited to get him on. But otherwise, fellas, um, as we look into our other topics for today, like I said, the GLIAC, new school added to the conference. That's huge news for us. We're down to seven teams right now for football specifically. It's like that's a troublesome number. Getting thin. Yeah, it's a very troublesome number, and uh, this is a big addition for them. So we'll talk to Cam about that later in the episode. NFL wise, the Dolphins. We talked about them a few episodes back. They're losing draft picks. Their owner's getting suspended. He gets fined, which is really chump change for him. But all the tampering stuff was legit with Tom Brady. Yeah, and I when we talked about it, I'm pretty sure I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah, like this is garbage. (laughs) And I I had laughed like, yeah, you know, it's probably fake, but like, you know, we get a quick headline out of it. It was fun laughs. talking about him and Sean Payton. So we'll talk about them. The Dolphins are getting some serious repercussions from that. The NFL is coming down hard on them. Um, And then we move on. The Steelers, they finally paid Deontay Johnson. He was the last receiver, I believe, in that 2019 draft class to finally get a deal done. He was doing one of those hold-ins too, correct, with Steelers? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's big news for him. Got paid Pretty handsomely, I yeah. thought. And is it deservedly so, or no? Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like he so? got some more. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he had tested the market, he'd have got more money. You think so? Somebody would have gave him like Free 50. agency? Somebody gave him 50. Easy. Really? Which is how the market is right now? Yeah. I think the that's demand fair. for a raw receiver. Yeah. Christian Kirk got 84. That, yeah, that's the Deontay one that everyone Johnson goes back get for. 50. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's better than Christian Kirk. That's the one that for everyone sure. seems to go back to. But uh, rounding out our NFL news, we've seen Aaron Rodgers tattoo. We've called him a plethora of names on this on this show alone. He really citizen. <laughs> jail. <laughs> he really I'm not even on yeah, he really came out and said that he was he did what, ex, almost exactly what you said. Oh, he was tripping. He was tripping. He yeah. was literally tripping. Yeah. And we're talking to talk a lot about him a little bit later and about the tea that he was consuming that he claims is a big reason why he was A able to win back to back MVPs and B able to show unconditional love. To hmm. who? That's how he said it. Unconditional love. Bro thought he's on Joe Rogan for a second. Hey, I will say, I will say, there's been a lot of um, like research in like clinical sciences regarding like the usage of psychedelics regarding like PTSD, depression, anxiety, all these things. Yep. So I think he might be onto something, but I mean, 
obviously this is kind of a shock to the public that an NFL quarterback would be doing all these drugs. Very much but, so. Um, Very yeah, much there, so. There's a little bit of there's been a tad a bit of research actually regarding. Yeah, these. I'm sure, and, and, and I mean, like you know, we'll get into it later, but uh, it, sure. it's he's an interesting dude. Yeah. He's a cornball for sure, but as always, Definitely. you can watch this episode on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget little red bar at the bottom of the screen, timestamps. You want to go to see Mikey's conversation. You want to go see our conversation with uh, Commissioner, uh, almost said Commissioner Goodell. It's Trudell. <laughs> that would, maybe one day, maybe one day, that'd be badass. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but if you want to go see our conversation with uh, Commissioner Trudell, fast forward that way. Fast forward, we got some more funny clips at the end of the show if you want to stick around for those. Otherwise, stick around, watch the whole thing. You can listen pretty much anywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at... D1 underscore rejects. And on Instagram at... Division 1 rejects. To see highlights from the show, fellas, before we get into all of that great stuff. Sipping psychedelic tea, uh, shotgunning Gatorades, all the things. Let's go to the conversation with Mikey Gow, the Ambidextrous quarterback. Joining us first on today's episode is, most importantly, a dude who can sling the rock, right? We know that. We've seen that. We reacted to him a few episodes back. Uh, but what makes this guy special, he can do it with both arms. He throws right, he throws lefty. He's already broken the internet a few times. Uh, I posted a, a little video on our Instagram story today of a clip of him on ESPN with the dude's like, this could be the first ever ambidextrous quarterback. That man is with us tonight, Mikey Gow. Mikey, what's going on, man? Glad to get you on here. What's going on? Uh, thankful to be here. Uh, of course, dude. Yeah. Ready. Good stuff, man. Kate was saying you got the you got the flow going. How long did that take you? Uh, you know, I've been going it out since August, but I got it like trimmed up here and there. So okay, and okay. I, th- I haven't cut it since January though. So a little bit. You. What's the yeah. uh, that, that's the final look? You're not going for going for anything? Nah, for foot for football season, you got to keep the quarterback look. So you know. okay. I would I wouldn't know anything about that. I mess with it. I couldn't I couldn't do that. Um, but uh, I guess just right into it, bro. When did you decide that hey, I'm gonna try throwing this thing lefty and then double down on it and be like, I think this can work in a game and I'm gonna stick with it. When was that thought? When did that first come about? Uh, so uh, I started out as a baseball player when I was younger. I've been playing it since I was like three. Uh, I stopped playing. I stopped playing last year because I just stopped. I, my passion stopped for it. So. Um, um, so I, I was pitching in a state, uh, state game for baseball when I was nine years old, I think maybe eight, but, um, I was pitching, I threw 60 pitches in six innings against the number one team in the state. So I blew my arm out. I split, I split my growth plates. Um, I was out for nine months and then it went to like 11 months later. So I was basically out for a whole year. Um, so I was just kind of bored and just sitting everywhere for like a couple months. And then my mom asked, uh, why don't you just try to throw lefty? So we started working on like wiffle ball stuff and like um, just like getting my coordination down and stuff in my left hand, you know, eating a bowl of cereal with your left hand first, just really get the coordination down. And then um, after that, we started working on like accuracy and stuff with the baseball. So then I brought it up to my coach and um, I asked him. So I played a little bit lefty. Um, I played first base lefty all through when I, when I did it. Um, and then I switched pitch here and there. So, um, you know, after I stopped playing baseball, I thought um, I don't want to be done with this and I want to try to, you know, revolutionize the game. So I brought it over to football and, uh, you know, I've stuck with it since then. Um, so I've been doing it for a while now, but um, I just didn't come out with it till I was ready. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, like you didn't want to come out and not give yourself like a finished product and like that. And you see that a lot in baseball. Yeah. Um, not yeah. necessarily guys that throw with both arms, although there is one MLB pitcher I want to say right now that's doing some of that, right? Yeah, you know that's, my, that? that's my inspiration. That's I think he's a dead. relief pitcher. Oh, so no, what were you saying? Is your inspiration? 
Yeah, it's Pat Vendetti. I met him like a couple years ago, but did you really? Him. And yeah. that is that where you got the original idea? Um, not really, but like I found him after that. So okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, you gotta run with it. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's still that's sick, man. So I know there's one guy like you said, and that will be doing it now, but still uncommon as hell. And uncommon, uncommon. I don't think does even justice. You see a lot of guys switch hit. You don't see a lot of guys switch and pitch. Now mm-hmm. going over to football like that. Um, I'd imagine was your coach because I listened to your coach is totally behind it, which is awesome. But was he like that from the beginning? Was he like, yeah, let's totally give this a go, or was he like, quit pulling my leg, like you're gonna play quarterback and throw with your right arm? Yeah. Um, so last year we had a different head coach. Um, okay. I, I never really brought it up to him. I don't. I don't know why. I guess really last year my left arm wasn't really prepared either. I really hit my left arm this off season and this summer. I started working on it a bunch. So. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it on him that it was like his fault that I didn't throw lefty or anything, but it, you know, I just wasn't prepared. Um, you know, I started working yeah. on it in the off season and then this year got a new head coach, super positive, super great minded guy. So, um, really he lets you do anything as long as, you know, you feel comfortable with it and as well as, um, you're able to do it. So, um, I, in practice, I usually do it on like rollouts and stuff. Um, I've yet to whip out like a, like a little looking this way and then flip left, but, um, Damn. You know, hopefully I can, homes. that'd be clean. <laughs> hopefully I can do that in the future, but right now I'm just focused on like, uh, rollouts and that's what he wants me to be focused on. So I got you. So it sounds like I was going to ask you if you got to experiment with that last year at all, but it doesn't really sound like it, but now you at least had the chance to, like you said, like go through and, you know, maybe not perfect it, but get it to a point where it's actually serviceable, right? Like, you could, you could feel confident right. right now if you were to play tomorrow, you could sling it with the yeah. left hand too? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a lot more consistent with it. Like, I, even at the beginning of the summer, when that video came out, it was, like, good, but it wasn't, like, where I wanted it to be. He's even so better I started, now. Yeah, after this video, I'd literally, people, you know, I went to so many camps and people would want to see it at the camp. So I'm like, because, uh, like, if I did it bad, they're like, oh, that's not you. So I'm like, you know. You got to, like, get it down. So I I focused uh, all of June getting it down. So I think now it's very – it's good and able to be um, shown off. So No, that's awesome, dude. Kate, you had something for him? Yeah, Mikey, appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, you're talking about that video. And um, obviously as kids growing up, you know, you're always watching sports and you're always watching ESPN. And you're, you're, never, you're always trying to make that play, you know what I mean? Like a diving catch in the outfield or this or that, you know what I mean? So that <clears> video kind of going crazy, doing numbers – like, how, that's got to be pretty surreal, especially for a kid like, what, you're 14, 15? Uh, just turned 15. Just turned 15. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. But uh, that's got to be pretty surreal, you know, and, and you got to take that all in at, at the same time. So how did how did you kind of – did you know that was going to happen? Like, you'd get blown up – like, you're getting blown up. And two, has, like, anything football-wise surfaced from that? You know what I mean? Like, how, is there any more opp- opportunities, camp invites, this and that, you know what I mean, come, came from that? Yeah, well, uh, I'll answer the camp invites uh, one first. But, um, you know, I, obviously that helped me. I got followed by a bunch of coaches after that. Um, uh, you know, I got invited. I just went to Baylor camp uh, a few days ago, and that was, I love that camp. Uh, I love their, their team. I love everything about them. So, um, But the quarterback's coach, Sean Bell, he, um, he told me his son found me on YouTube, and he um, showed me he, – he showed his – he showed Coach Bell the video, and he was like, that's awesome. So he followed me on Twitter, gave me a camp invite, came down. He loved me. 
Um, he introduced me to Coach Aranda. Um, so it was a great time. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely, definitely with that, a lot of uh, colleges have um, reached out to me and shown love to me since then. Um, but with the um, – how surreal it was. I was, yeah, that was crazy. Um, you know, I didn't go to school for two days because I was so amped up. And I, I would yeah, I would have been looking at my phone all day, uh, get <laughs> trouble and stuff. So I didn't go to school for like two days and then I just stayed home. I literally sat in my dad's office since he works from home. And I was just like telling him my follower count and how much it was going up and all the love I was getting and stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I don't know if you saw but Lamar Jackson. Quote retweeted yeah, it. That was so, huge, sick, dude. dude. That was that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure for you, much more so than me. But I remember seeing that dude, and I was like, "This kid's got to." Before I knew you, obviously, and this yeah. kid's got to. I mean, like, this kid's got to be just freaking out because I know that's yeah. exactly how how I would be, man. No, yeah, and then that happened in school too. And I, I was in weights period, and I didn't lift weights because I was so <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so, so surreal. Sick, and I think I but, saw someone with uh, IMG too, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you just got offered a spot yeah. at IMG. I want to say right. So has that been something that you've been uh, been considering here over the next couple of years? Um, I don't I don't really I'm not sure right now. You know, still a lot to go down there and stuff. But For sure, um, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely an interesting opportunity and a great opportunity. So me and my dad are looking into that. We're also looking into other stuff. But this season, I'm just focused on my team right now. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Good yeah. hey, good well, answer. That's a great hey, answer. Yeah, good answer. We that's love, a great answer. We love that. We're getting you ready for all yeah. the like the potential media days. Cause hey, we aren't gonna do it. There's gonna be some clown out there that puts you on the spot, especially with right. something like that, too. Some yeah. you know, some local guy be yeah. like, You wanna oh. go to, you wanna go down to IMG, you don't wanna play for Bellevue anymore. Huh? Oh, yeah. that's, Mikey, that's I, love, I love that answer, man. Especially like as a quarterback, you gotta be like a leader on your team and like I feel like all your teammates are gonna like like that answer, you know what I'm saying? Like right. you need a lot of props for that. You know what I mean? Thank you. 100%. Now, hey, I want to say, too, congrats uh, on the NIL. Do you signed to the agency, but also Soldier Sports, right? Mm-hmm. That's your first big one. You said it was the next Under Armour. Congrats to you, though. That's big time, dude. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I've been looking at Soldier for a while. Uh, me and my dad, we started a business. Um, not a business, but we just started, like, a logo. And we were thinking if I ever blow up, if some miracle happens where I blow up, uh, we'll be ready for it. So me and my dad <clears throat> created my logo. It's like an M switched, so like it shows the switch ability, and then it's the M for my first initial. So I just started something. Yeah, and it actually looks pretty cool. So um, we just started that logo. um, But with Soldier, yeah, I've I've been looking at Soldier forever. They have a sweet brand. They're national, so that was really cool. That's huge, dude. Yeah, send me that logo. I'll be sure to throw it on the uh, throw it on the graphic that I post for you later because that sounds awesome. Um, but yeah. like I said, talking about moving over after you had kind of discovered you could do this with baseball, you move over to football, um, and now your head coach is totally behind you uh, developing that skill. But I can't imagine that everyone, or more specifically, every coach is a total believer in that, especially at the college level, right? A lot of these guys are very set in stone in how they do things. Um, what do you tell those guys that clown on your idea right off the bat and – how has that affected, I guess, your recruiting in, in that aspect? Besides, we've kind of talked the positive side a little bit with the Baylor thing, but I got to imagine there's some stories from the other side, too. Yeah. Um, I won't say any specific colleges, but of course, a, lot yeah. of co- <clears throat> a lot of colleges have turned me down and say, like, we just want you focusing on your right arm. We just want that to develop because I'm pretty – of course, I'm good with my right arm, but um, – so they want me to stick with that. So I've just told them uh, – it's because they think – Every person that's told me that, they think it's like, I'm going to drop back lefty in a game and it's going to be 50% righty, 50% lefty. But that's not, okay. that's not what it was used for. It's just like, 
rollouts and different advantages that I can, you know, move my arm around the defender if his hands are up, um, you know, like flip my, I don't have to flip my hips and stuff. So that's usually what, that's usually what I tell them. Just like, it's not, it's not like I'm using it a hundred percent of the time. It's just, um, just a little trick. And, you know, it's, if Patrick Holmes can do that stuff, I feel like I can too. Hell yeah. I feel like hell yeah. You, you had to watch our episode where we talked about you because we were talking exactly about those Dude, things. 100%. Man. Literally like about the hip the <laughs> the hip switches and the rollouts. You yeah, know what if, I mean? Like and if you like, guys remember, yeah. like we were talking about the rollouts, right? And I got up and I was doing this yeah, thing. We were talking about that. we were talking about this drill. I believe it was Texas. I could be totally wrong. I believe it was Texas was doing this drill with their quarterbacks, all of which were right-handed. And instead of trying to throw on the oh, run yeah. and like to the to sorry, to the left and like turn their shoulders out like this, they were throwing and turning back. So it was like, you might be able to see me here, Mikey. They're, they're here, and they're coming across, and they're flipping like this into a backpedal. Yeah, going, yeah. They look, they look like idiots watching the drill, I will say. Yeah. But, like, if Texas is doing it, there's got to be some type of reasoning behind it. I don't know. There's been some goofy stuff. Um, but you're not going to have to do any of that shit because you can just yeah. trip the other hand and check <laughs> it out. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> and then um, I want to say, too, there was the other thing that um, I think – it might have been your dad that had said something about it, but the opportunity to do some type of play action pass, like if you're, you know, say your running backs on your left side, to be able to pull that ball out and quickly get it to your left hand, is that something you've explored as well? Well, yeah, me and my dad were just talking about that today, actually. Um, he wants to, he wants me to do like an RPO where like I hand it off here, and then I don't even have to flip my hips and get there. I can just do that. Or if I want to go to the other side, I don't. I can just do that too. So. Um, Really, I feel like it's a tool to keep the defense guessing, and they don't really know what you're gonna do. Dude, I, I'm pumped to see. Yeah. I watched, I watched the highlights from this past year, and like you said, you didn't really get to utilize the left much this year, dude. You got, yeah. some, you got some fans in us over here. I'm, I'm excited to see you utilize that this year. I'll be, I'll be watching the tape for sure, dude. Sure, thank you. Yeah, especially man. as a defender. I mean, you're reading the quarterback. It's hard enough, you know, to to figure out like RPOs, but if you can do it from either side, like that's just a whole different ball game. You know, you know, you feel me, yeah. like. It's right. just, it adds a whole new aspect, even to the, every level of the, that defense, too. And imagine, like, sitting back at quarterback, right? And you come out, you get the snap, and you go to your left hand, and you're looking maybe, you know, this way. And even not even to throw it, just to hold it with your left hand, get a safety over, switch to your uh-huh. right, and here you are, lined up, boom. I, I don't know. Yep. Be, it, there's a lot of weird. There's like a, I'm not the guy to be a QB of, ideas. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm not. amount of things you could say. I'm definitely not that guy. But, uh, no, go ahead. What are you going to say, Mike? Me and my dad talk about those all the time. So we yeah. any any sort of idea or thought you can think of, me and my dad have talked about it. It's <laughs> so. awesome, dude. I was gonna ask you too. Do you got a any dream school or anything that like if they putting something down on the table tomorrow, like you'd wanna you just wanna sign away right away? Is there any school like that out there? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like a dream school, but uh, I visited a lot of colleges and stuff this past uh, fall and summer. Um, like I said, I really like Baylor. Um, I like the Huskers, of course, but uh, town for sure. Oklahoma State, schools like that. But the one that stuck out to me the most was um, Notre Dame. You know their culture okay. and stuff is unmatched. Um, you know I'm I'm like about what they talk about, so um, yeah. I feel like it's a school that really fits me. And if they offered me, it's just, it'd be like a game changer. Dude, that'd be huge. A new head coach they've got too. That was the defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt Mar- Marcus yeah. Freeman. Marcus Mar- Freeman. Sorry, yeah, Marcus yeah. Freeman. That video, dude. That video, of them going nuts over that. <laughs> I mean, you imagine yeah. playing for that dude. Yeah, that's that's that'd crazy. Be awesome. I mean, yeah. it's nothing like me and my family. 
right? <laughs> Nothing like me and my family oh, down Ryan in LSU. Kelly, <laughs> Ryan Kelly is bogus for that, dude. <laughs> that was brutal. Oh, dude, that was great. But, uh, dude, like I said, we're definitely going to be we're gonna be tuning in, man. Best of luck to you uh, going into this year. Sophomore, a uh, lot of big things ahead of you, bro. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank good you for having me. Of course, man. We'll see ya. Hey, good conversation with Mikey. Cool dude. I liked him a lot. I actually did. I think he had a good... I feel like he had a good time on the show, too, which is more important. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, like, he definitely... I wanted to let him know, like, this is not... This is not some presser. There's going to be up. someone... Yeah, there's going to be... I'm telling you, though, especially like, a dude like that, they're going to try and take advantage of him, some local guy, and be like, yeah. you know, just try and get his headline. Well, especially a guy like that. I mean, wish all the best for him. You yeah. think that he's going to have the... Quite a few reporters and whatever. But. I mean, he already has, dude. I, mean, I You Google his name and he's already got, like, news stories from, like, local local stuff and stuff like that. But uh, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I watched this film from this last year, and he did not get to use a lot, utilize that left uh, that left throwing motion. But he says this year, going to be legit. But uh, Bro. a team, what's that? What you got? This is not my favorite spot. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I cannot get comfy, bro. Or like you don't have mic. to look at the TV anymore, though. I know, but like the mic, you just gotta like, I don't sit. even know what to do, bro. Lay down. Like, lay down like this. I can't. I'll just sit there and won't say nothing if I lay down. Jesus. The hell? You're I'm tired as hell. All right. Just my head. Let's talk some NFL. The Dolphins. The news about TB12, Sean Payton. It was real. We've talked about it. We thought it was... I kind of thought it was fake, jokingly. Ty's taking a nap in the chair. Um, but Miami has been paying the price for illegally contacting uh, Brady and Sean Payton while they were both under contract. Brady with Patriots, first with the Patriots, and then they kept doing it while he was with the Bucks. And then Sean Payton, obviously, while he was still under contract with the Saints before he retired. Um, even bringing up Brady owning a portion of the team if he were to come to Miami. Are you, are you still awake? Is that a nod? I'm just getting comfortable, man. I'm trying to show Kay how it's done. You feel me? Jesus, um, but <laughs> the NFL. <laughs> Come on, bro, lock in. I got it, man. The NFL fine. The Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, one point five million, yep. and he's currently suspended until October seventeenth of this year. There you go. And they were stripped of their first round draft pick next year. Yep. And a twenty twenty four third round pick. He so, is one hundred percent correct in all those stats. Thank you. I have a question no though. Problem. A suspension for a uh, GM, correct? Or the yep. owner? The owner. owner. The owner. What what would that entitle? Like it's not like he's entail, you mean? Yeah, entail. Yeah. Just Sorry. can't be around your own product. That's like me suspending you from your children. Well, good thing I don't have any. <laughs> That's like me suspending you from your from Sarge. Oh, oh you put it like that. That hurt. That's big time. That hurt. That's big time. Especially if you spent a billion dollars on Sarge. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, That's a good analogy. Actually, I like that. Um, But another part of their investigation was about the team intentionally losing games during the 2019 season because Flores had come out and said that the owner had offered him 100 grand for each game that he lost. Right? They were trying to tank. Now the NFL's investigation, they did not find any evidence of that, so that did not come around as far as those uh, repercussions. I saw an article about that though. It was saying, it was saying how they were talking to Brady, and when they like found out that we're gonna get Brady, all right, Stephen Ross was like, okay, I really like Tua from Alabama. So then they start losing games and then start doing good at the end of the season. So they fall to like fifth and like before the season was even over, he was like trying to trade up with the worst of teams to get to get higher in the draft to draft Tua. Yeah. And Tua eventually fell to them. So he didn't have to 
didn't have do to go anything. up and get him. But wow, dude. Like if that's I think real, I think then... he was intentionally losing games. I just don't I don't think I don't know how you can prove it. But I think but everybody do that. But now you see you see this now and you're kind of like I mean obviously the NFL is probably not doing this. But like for us you, you got a bad eye at it, you know what I mean? Like if this is happening, then why couldn't that happen? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then that's been an ongoing thing, right? That's been a, that's been a year in the works now. Yeah, like and it's, it's, it's yeah. gone quiet, right? It has been, say we haven't heard much sure. about it like we did right when it came out. You feel me? Like and we so the exact word on it was that they had quote impermissible communications with Brady. He was when he was then on the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Then when he was still, it was still under contract. Then also had. They tampered with Brady, that's the quote, once again in the 2021 season when he was under contract with the Buccaneers. This time, the conversation centered on Brady joining the team as a limited partner and possibly a football executive. So throwing in a piece of the team, throwing in some, because we knew Brady in the past had had some type of say on roster control and on sometimes other things. Uh, quarterbacks have had that in the past. High level, yep. prestige level quarterbacks, Peyton Manning was one they've talked about a lot. Um, but to actually have that in writing, as opposed to just having someone who has the say, is ridiculous. I think. I, I think still remember unreal. that episode. I think that's why he retired. Really? Yeah. When he retired, I know you weren't done. We can't see you behind the microphone, by the way, on the cameras. Do you want to set up or are you just going to hide your face for the rest of the episode? It's okay. I'll do it just for you. Cookie. All right. Thank you, bro. I, I want to do it for the audience. They want to see your face for real. All right. My bad. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Brady, like, even just go back and find it. When I said he retired, I was like, he ain't done. I think he retired, and then he tried to see if there was a way he could finagle his way to the Dolphins, like get out of his contract with the Bucks and and make it to the Dolphins. So pull a Gronkowski when he found out he was being traded to the Lions. You feel me? And that's not the. That's I think not the most he saw. Thing I've ever heard. I yeah. think he saw that there was no way that he was going to be able to get out of it, and he was like, "All right, cool." Well, anything with Tom Brady doesn't pass me anymore, so I believe it. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah. When he retired, I'm that's like, a, yeah, a, like he's that makes done. sense. You know, like once you say it like that, it makes sense. Tom Brady is like, is like, he's like Michael Jordan. He won't stop until he fit in like Kobe and them. They won't stop until they physically cannot do Can't. it anymore. Right. I, I think I you're not going to retire when you were just the best quarterback in the league. Right. When we start looking at Tom Brady, how we were looking at Peyton Manning, that's when he'll stop. Like when we knew Peyton Manning was bad at football now. Like, all right, now it's time to hang it up. And everyone, and, and, and then, everyone knew. That's the thing, too, is, like, you say bad, but, like, bad for them is just not to that same level, right? That's what you're trying yeah. to say? Like, you know nah, what? Peyton Manning was bad. You really think so? His last year? His last year with the Broncos. I would not the say he was a bad. Jimmy, was he bad? Dude, listen, listen hey, to me. Hey, listen hey. to me. Peyton you don't Manning win the Super struggled. Bowl. Yes. You could tell, he though. He was, like, but he dude, physically, like. Dude. He was not good. He had more yeah. interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, it was bad. Dude, I think Osweiler, people people like wanted Osweiler to keep playing in the playoffs. Brock Osweiler? Yes. Yeah. People, the Broncos fans were like, wait, like, should we put Payman back? But obviously like, they played him for the playoffs because I think he got hurt for like, and then Osweiler came in and like lit it up. And then like. Yeah, I forgot about that, dude. Osweiler did, and they got that huge extension from Houston. And yeah. Then he just, like, and then he just fell off the horrible. grid. Yeah. And then he just like faded into nothing. Apparently. Bro, I'm yeah. telling you, bro. Peyton Manning was bad. Dude, I don't I'm, think. I'm going to pull up the, the I don't stats. think Tom Brady ever like reached that. No, but Peyton Manning was never be that bad, bad though. Like really bad. bad. Like they won that Super Bowl solely off the strength of that crazy the defense. defense. Yeah, was, their defense, defense was unreal, nuts. Bro. What I wanted to say is that I was glad. But he deserved more Super Bowls because like he should have won more earlier in his career. So that was kind of like a. Like a con- not like consolation, I guess, but came back around like, exactly like karma, if you will. You know what I mean? Good karma, exactly. I wanted to say that I was glad that uh, Tyreek is so high on Tua, right? <laughs> Keep saying all this stuff about him because obviously 
you don't go through and cheat your way to try and find a quarterback, even if it is Tom Brady. You don't go and cheat your way through trying to bring in another quarterback if you love Tua Tagovailoa so much. Man. Tua, Tua crazy, man. I think I saw that dog big season day. for him. Yeah, that was Tua perfect gonna, Tua going to have a good season. Perfect spiral. He needs to. Spiral, you saw the spiral he threw, though? The spiral he threw, though? Did y'all see the spiral Joe Flacco threw? Yeah, that thing, hey, that thing he, was spinning. Not going to Joe Flacco, man. I think it was spinning. I hear reports. Yeah, he having a better camp what? than Zach Wilson. Than Zach Wilson. That's. Hey, uh, Could you imagine? People have been high on Zach Wilson, too. Like well, I mean, crazy. he's coming off like the one of the freaking best. I don't even know how you want to put it. The Dude, greatest, it, like, polls of ever. He, he No, they say Flacco is having a better camp than Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And they say that Sam Darnold is having a better camp than Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much you but Baker, Baker, Baker did have a good two days. Yeah. Since I said that Baker been having a terrible camp, he had two good days. Yeah, you, I remember. So Jimmy, that. I guess, I guess you win today, but he was having cool, a bad camp cool, though. Cool. Until uh, he had two great days though, the past two days. Jimmy happy as hell. So all you gotta do, you gotta keep bring it back in, right? I told uh, him we could debate it. Yeah. To kind of remind us to talk about Peyton Manning, uh, that last year he had nine touchdowns, seventeen picks. Yeah, that's bad. He was terrible, Kobe. Kobe, is that terrible? That's really bad. No, that's terrible. That's bad. On five percent, five percent of his passes were interceptions. That's like that's crazy high. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, that's every twenty that's throws. That's really bad. That's really bad. Every twenty throws, he threw a pick in there. That's horrible. Damn. That's so bad. Yeah, that's I didn't realize so that. Bad, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't like a diehard Broncos fan. So I, obviously, I watched football, but like I wasn't watching like you know tuning in to see Peyton Manning every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of people were. I was not. But uh, moving on. But obviously. Peyton Manning's one of the greatest. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, right. Just, let's, yeah. Let's, let's leave, let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Let's put him at one over Brady, which is crazy to me. It always depends on think of who you grow up with, which is huge. Um, and for him to ride off in the sunset, it was definitely the right time for him, which is interesting. It's yeah, tough. it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but moving on to Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson, he gets the deal done to end his hold in in Pittsburgh. That's thing we've been seeing from a lot of these wide receivers. He's the like I said in the beginning, the final remaining receiver from that 2019 draft class. The deal has. 27 million guaranteed and could be worth up to just under 40 million with all the incentives over the next three seasons. Uh, Pittsburgh did not actually, I don't think they actually released the exact amount of the contract, but that's, we know like that with incentives, it could be worth up to that much. Um, pretty big for them. Like you said, he deserves it for sure. Yeah. Um, people are really high on Pickens though. People are really high on Pickens over there in, in Pittsburgh. I, I wanted to, I wanted the Bears to draft George Pickens. Did you? Yeah, I, I will really say, especially after you saw how he was watching the draft. No, that was before then. Okay. Like when the Bears pick came up in the second round, I'm like, like we have to take George Pickens because right Robinson there. was already gone. Correct? Yeah, Allen they Robinson used was already him gone. Too, they, man, they could have got him. They really, I, really but I know why him. they didn't though. He didn't test at all, so they didn't know how healthy it was as far as his knee. He well, played, expect, but he yeah. didn't look good when he played. Especially the new coaching staff and shit. You're not gonna take a gamble. So I'm like, man, I ain't mad at they. Hey, I've seen a lot of buzz. I'm repping the Spartans jersey. I've, been, I've seen a lot of buzz about Connor Hayward. People are really high on yeah. Connor Hayward right now. Like saying he's, he's, had, training, he's had the yeah. best camp of all the rookies. You know really? who, who Pittsburgh is not high on? Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, they shouldn't be. He sucks. He's no longer taking all the first-team reps. Mason Rudolph has entered that conversation. But he's a pro bowler, remember? Right. <laughs> alternate. He's an alternate. He's an alternate. <laughs> pro bowler. <laughs> alternate. Pro bowler. Uh, hey. He had the third highest QBR in the league that year. Yep. Doesn't matter. He sucks, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you said that the Bears would have won a Super Bowl? Yeah. Are you crazy? The Bears won a Super Bowl that year. Parky makes that kick. They had your They'd have lost to the Saints. I don't think so. 
They want. Hey, I have a biased opinion. Yeah, we're not. We're not going down that track today, fellas. We do not. We do not have time for that conversation today. But back on Johnson, he said, "I love being a Steeler, and that he wants to finish his career here in Pittsburgh." Well, they don't want him. That I, I wouldn't say that because Mike Tomlin had said that he says this quote here was that he's a significant piece. He's done a good job of staying connected through the process. His train left the station today. I imagine it's not going to be much of a transition in terms of him getting up to speed. I know he was excited about work today. He wanted a long-term deal. They didn't want to sign him to a long-term extension. I did see, Yeah, that's an interesting point because obviously going into the last year of his rookie deal, they're basically extending him another two years is what's yeah, going on. I'd really, I'd really like to be in a room like just to see like a, how can negotiation, negotiations excuse me, me too. go down. Be, I tell you I want to be here for the next five. Uh, we'll give you two. Yeah, what? Yeah, what do you say? Yeah, what do you say to Disrespected. that? Disrespected. That's very – that'd be a tough – that'd be tough. But wouldn't, right that, face wouldn't that be too. cool though? Like if we were – like – that's what cool, like hard knocks. You, you, people love hard knocks so much because it's so authentic. So soon, too. It's so authentic. So soon. Like six days. Six days. Sorry. Yeah. Six what is days. It? Is August it, 9th. Yeah. I'll be okay. locked in. Five days. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be five watching days. Just, I want to see some Dan Campbell. Content. We should watch that together. We all should watch that. That'd be, be kind of sick. We can for sure. That'll be fun. Um, but Time I mean, he was, he was, he uh, was <laughs> going to sleep. We're going to be on fall camp. Yeah, yeah, tripping. Bro, yeah, he was uh, wide receiver one for Pittsburgh last year. He had almost 1,200 yards and 107 catches and hauled in eight touchdowns. So, still wide receiver one there. Who else is in that wide receiver core? Chase Claypool. That, yep, Claypool is the George Pickens. Who else though? That's Ray Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod. They, they Ray Ray McLeod have, was there. Do they still have James Washington? No, he went. Do he they just still broke have, his foot. Who's a tight end? Um, Pat oh, Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth. Yep. Yeah, Fryermuth. Okay, yeah, no, he he actually they really like him over there. I think right. Fryermuth, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, I'll give it to him. James Washington good. with the Cowboys, but he just broke his foot. Yeah, he's out for the year. You know, someone tore their ACL too. I forgot who it was, but it's a wide receiver. Um... Uh, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, yep, for the Broncos. That's that's a tough loss. And Trayvon too. Diggs was getting obliterated today. Seriously? Yeah. But, I mean, that's not new. No, by, like, somebody named Simi Fajoko. I mean, that's bad. And C.D. Lamb killed him, too. Yeah. C.D. Raw, though. I was trying to pull up this picture here. Okay, we've kind of I haven't seen it. that before. Who's that? No, we got, we got it now. We're pulling up this picture. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude. And I, as Lions fans, I'll be the first one to say I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world. The Packers quarterback, he's he's not only gone on to explain this tattoo and what it means. Oh, I got the screens messed up here, apparently. But it, I cannot really understand it. Jimmy, I will say, you called it, dude. On as far as what was going on with this guy, you called it. It seems to have been. It's pretty cool. Right? Here's the tattoo. I finally got the screens fixed up there. If, for those of you who have not seen it for some reason. And... It has a lot to do with astrology, which, you know, not going to not gonna ribbon for that because I know it's, you know, people are very into that. Um, but this tattoo has kind of just really surprised a lot of people. And I, then, I think it's just opened a door for us to figure out who Aaron Rodgers is a man. He went on a podcast and talked a lot about not only one explaining the tattoo. He says, quote, if you're not a student of astrology, there's going to be some weird things to look at here. There's three signs at the top. Aquarius to the right. Sagittarius in the middle and Scorpius, Scorpio, excuse me, on the far left. And I thought that was kind of the end of it. But then he goes on this podcast and he goes on to talk about the tea that he was drinking that had an influence not only on this, but this psychedelic tea that had helped him have the best season of his career in the NFL, won him back-to-back back MVPs. To back, yeah. And most of all, like I said in the beginning, helped him show unconditional love. Because overall, that's what it's about, right? Go talk to your parents, bro. Like... <laughs> Didn't he like cut his entire family off or something? Did I hear yeah, 
She yeah. did. Like, how, how are you going to say yeah. you're showing unconditional love? You don't have a connection with your parents. Like, again, like, that's just, like, media talking, but, like, that's just what I've heard. No, he did. People. He actually did. Because remember, Kobe? So we stayed in the Airbnb. Yeah. We'll take it back in a Appleton. little bit. In, in Appleton. Appleton, Wisconsin. And the people there were diehard Packers fans. They love I, I don't recall their names, but shout out the people that we stayed in their house for Airbnb. Airbnb. Yep. And uh, they talked about how Aaron Rodgers was, a, like, straight up, they were like, he's a dickhead to his family. He doesn't talk to his family. So, going Jail. on... <laughs> on him here, we're talking about a little more about, about that, the stuff that I've alluded to here. The drug itself is called ayahuasca. 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 Yeah. That's a tough it's one. on the Amazon rainforest. It is. It's a psychoactive tea <laughs> containing the hallucinogenic, <laughs> hallucinogenic drug DMT. Is in Five the MEO dimethyltryptamine. There you are, sir. <laughs> I, I consider, I'm, a, I'll be, I'm a future scientist. All right, all right, all right. I, I study this in school, yeah. But. I was scared for a second, bro. I ain't know what was like going Like, you on. know too much about bro, it. Bro, he, he, he just gave you the diametric, man. <laughs> no, I took I a class. Say it again? 5-MEO dimethyltryptamine. I took psychopharmacology <sighs> last semester. That ain't even English. Oh, God. So, it's you're telling me shit, Aaron Rodgers is tripping balls and got a tattoo like this? Yeah, really. That's life. pretty much what happened. He saw, oh he, saw some, he, saw, he saw the moon. He, he saw, saw two lions facing each other. He probably like, saw that image in color, though. He might have. <laughs> in his brain, he saw that. He might have. Like, he like saw vividly. <laughs> He know he's and he was watching Doctor like, Strange. That's why he got the eyeball. <laughs> that's, the, that's why he got the eyeball. That's the pineal gland. That's like the. Third he was watching. Eye. He was watching uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok. That's why he got the ocean right there when Odin passed away. <laughs> the tiger. Uh, he was watching Life of Life of Pi. What the hell is this though? Like what? It, and the spider web. Out? He just got done watching uh, No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, dude. He was on a Marvel marathon. Oh, but he's on, he was on this podcast. <laughs> And he talked about his a significant change he felt in himself and in, in his relationship with the Packers as a franchise. He said, quote, I don't think it's a coincidence. I really don't. I don't believe in coincidences. The universe bringing things to happen when they're supposed to happen. That's what he said. And it, it's very – he goes on this rant. I don't even want to talk about basically all of this. But this is the really good quote right here. He says, after the – what's it called, Jimmy? The drug? 5-MeO-dimethyltryptamine. Nope. The ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. After the ayahuasca, he says, I laid there afterward on my mat, and then I opened my eyes, and it felt like I was opening my eyes for the first time. It's probably what it felt like when you high. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't get high. I don't smoke. I don't drink. So I, would, I couldn't tell you, but that's probably what it but feels like when you get high. Open his eyes for the first time. But you know what's crazy, though? Like, if he said he did this, you feel me, two years ago, he literally, like... Just like had the Packers by the throats, like yeah. threatening retirement uh -huh. if they didn't help him out. Taking psychedelics. So I'm wondering, I don't think it's doing for him what he thinks it's doing for him. It's interesting, man. But he said, he kind of opened up and said he's taken the tea on more than 14 trips on, 14. A, retreat, on a retreat in Peru after he had uh, marriage problems, basically. So this is my thing, though. Like, what? How I. <laughs> He's open about exactly. he's open yeah. about taking these these whatever drinking, Ayahuasca, whatever yeah. whatever it is. All right, I don't know anything about it. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but like, I just I'm just saying in, in NFL retrospect, like someone can't smoke weed, but you can be open about taking psychedelics about and tripping. Yeah, it's but like that's my thing. Like, there's got there's, there's some treatment like the Aaron Rodgers treatment. Oh, you like, want them to get they're not, suspended? That is no, not, no, 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 it's not on the fans. That's, so that's not what I'm saying. The Lions can beat the Packers. That, okay, but not, no, I'm just saying like that's just it's ridiculous to me. Like 
You can you can say the same thing about the Deflate Gate and Deshaun and all that. Like we always say it, we always talk sure. about it. But like, well, that's what they're talking about him, uh, Deshaun at least, and they've talked about Tom Brady at, at nauseum. But talking about leveraging their status as an NFL quarterback, and you know, in certain cases maybe it applies, and others maybe not. But it's just it's such a gray area that is difficult to. You know, there's no precedent yeah. for this. Right, right. I don't know how many NFL guys are on uh, Iowa. I, well, I'm blanking on it every time. Ayahuasca. I don't know how many, how many NFL yeah. quarterbacks are on this. How many they NFL players? They can't, they can't do anything, though, because they'd have to test him. And he'd have to fail the test. Like the, like the elimination rate, like the half-life is like super short on those kind of drugs. He'd have really to get short. tested. No, I, I, I'm yeah. not saying like... I'm, what would we do no, without I'm not our, saying she get suspended or nothing. I'm just saying it's, yeah. just, it's, it's crazy to see how they take different but they scenarios. Can't, they can't, oh, they technically can't do anything. Right. Because I could sit on this. I ain't even going to say the wild shit that I was going to say. But I could say some wild shit. And it literally would just be me just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking about what? He's thinking about I don't know where he's uh, going I with that. I don't know can either, I, bro. Can I, can I fill in here? Yeah, go for so it. So, actually, Resident I, scientist. I, know, I know why he has the eye. Okay. Okay, so. Did it just come that, to you? Did you, no, not, no, you I, have the I, eye now? No, he opened his eyes and it felt like he was for the first time. No, no, time. like, so, so he has the eye because that is, like, the third eye. That's, like, the pineal gland. And that's actually, it's actually Doctor right Strange. here. Doctor Strange. That's Doctor Strange. Strange. No, it's actually right here. You, did you watch the Did you, did you watch the Strange? No, I've never seen that in my life. Oh, right, yeah. no. Okay, so you got. Kick him off the podcast. Send him home. Okay, explain. Sorry. Let me see my piece. So, in the pineal gland, you actually have DMT. The drug that he took is in your brain right now. We all have it in our brain. No, not me. I'm straight edge. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Really yeah. though? So, yo, it, I not, it, 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 it gets released when you are born and when you die. So I think when he said, I opened my eyes for the first time, it's like he thought he died and then came back to life. Like that's what kind of happens. I've never done it before. I like read books about it. Thank you like for I'm clarifying. Studying. Yeah, I, yeah well, thank I, you for clarifying. No, I, yeah, just good for the audience. Yeah, yeah. Not, I have not done that, but um, yeah. that... Would explain the eye because the, that is, the pineal gland stores five meo dimethyltryptamine in your brain. That is very, very interesting. Yeah. And Jimmy will be open uh, yeah. one day through Friday, <laughs> nine to seven. He'll be doing. Feel Palm. free to stop by uh, two three zero six Fitch Avenue. He'll no, three twenty two Summit. Bro, oh. blur it out, bro. Blur it out, bro. <laughs> hey, we can't be okay. putting these people. You don't live there no more. Uh, you don't live there no more. That's why I said it actually. Like you just said a super bad word. Hey, yeah, but. Before we get into anything else, super bad word. <laughs> Before we get into anything else, reacting to some other videos and finish off the podcast, other stuff, we're gonna go talk to our man Cam Trudell, associate uh, commissioner of the Gliac, about the new Gliac edition. Uh, we'll get to that conversation. We had a lot of fun with Cam, so let's get to that, yes, get to that conversation first, and then we will finish up the podcast. Some funny stuff, some not so funny stuff, but we'll wrap it up then. But uh, if you stuck with us this far, appreciate you. We got another great conversation coming for you right now. Like the video and subscribe. Like it. We got some big news from the GLIAC earlier this week about adding another school to the conference. We alluded to it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, who better to hear it from than us? We've got the man himself, Associate Commissioner of the GLIAC, and a GLIAC football alum himself, Cam Trudell, on the show with us today to talk about it. Cam, appreciate you so much, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Um, It's been a minute. I was showing you around the studio. Last time you just called in, I think... When you had you on the episode last time, we were like huddled in my basement, maybe had the phone on, just like sitting next to the, you know, where we had that little setup. You guys are, you guys have definitely uh, evolved. Uh, and I, and I, I like the, I don't know who did the logo behind you guys, but it looks awesome down there. It looks like you put some, some work into it. I, I can't take credit for that. That was an Etsy buy. Someone laser cut that who is <laughs> far smarter than I am with some type of machine. I, I don't know. I can't take all the credit for that though. That's, that's awesome. Well, it looks really good. Yeah, no, I this place, I mean, has definitely turned out, you know, a lot better than 
I could have imagined. But uh, the best part is definitely getting people like you on to talk about this stuff, especially when, you know, when you break news like that and we're able to get you on, like, just later in the week. Like, that's huge, man. There's there's nothing else like hearing it right from the source, especially. Yeah, man. Well, again, however I can be of service to you guys and uh, answer questions as, as, as best as I'm allowed to, yeah. uh, I can oh, yeah. certainly certainly come and do that for you guys. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm not trying to get you on here and, and handcuff you, but I mean, <laughs> let's we can, we can get right into it. I mean, Roosevelt University, yeah. like I'll tell you between us, I don't know about Jimmy, you being from down there, but I didn't know anything about it. And then I see this news that, you know, potentially they're going to be the next team in the conference. Um, yeah. Learning that it was right in downtown Chicago was really cool, but I guess just from you right off the bat, what made them a great fit for what we have going on here in the GLIAC? Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned it. They're they're downtown Chicago. Uh, they will be the the first Division two uh, school in Chicago, right? So uh, they're they're in a good spot as far as our footprint goes. And when you look around the the landscape of where we are and, and who's around us, and if we want to try to add teams again, I, I talked about it a little bit last time. Uh, it's hard to get to get teams to to want to schedule against you guys. So yeah. uh, the way that the way that we uh, kind of kind of fix that is is to expand right we want to add teams and um roosevelt great university um they're, they're in a really good spot uh right they've they've got a a pretty solid enrollment and they've been around for a while and uh great president great ad great athletics programs and we are uh certainly excited to uh get them in the fold they'll be uh members here on our uh 2024 schedules they'll they'll be incorporated into those so uh, we are we are definitely excited to to add them to the GLIAC and um, again to to get someone else on you guys' schedules for you guys to have another opponent here in the fall. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm just peeking. Oh man, what's that? I'm peeking right behind you there. What what you got on the the bookshelf back there? What's that? What's that helmet? Uh, which one? I got a couple. So oh I've yeah, right. A, there's the white and there's the black underneath. Yep. So the, there's a, a black one there. That's the football media day. It's got the Detroit logo on it with the GLIAC down the middle. Ooh, um, can we get a look at that? Of, yeah, I can. You ain't seen that nice one go on. Yeah. I didn't see nice one of those. Easy way yeah. to do it. Yeah, nice one. Nice has one. It's a man. Nice one. Got the GLIAC logo on it and some of some the Detroit flair. I didn't even see that. Yeah, go go to Kyle's office and check That's that clean. out. Um, I like and that. Then, okay. Uh, up above the white one is I was an administrator at Butler and. Um, Butler University in Indianapolis, and uh, mm. I've got a, a, a Bulldog helmet up there, and then I've got a, a smaller, uh, near and dear to my heart, my alma mater, Walsh University helmet back there Hell as yeah. well. So. I love it. You got you got a setup. Yeah. You look like you're ready for TV, man. Hey, the man, uh, one day. I, I'm, I'm ready for the pot. TV one day. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> um, you, you talked about it a little bit, the process of admittance for Roosevelt, and – it was interesting for me to see that process being approved to Division Two next July before anything's even able to happen, and they can, like you said, come into our schedule in 2024. Is that yep. as lengthy of a process because they're coming over from that NAIA and not from a NCAA Division Three or something along those lines? Yeah, so that's how the that's how the process works. If you want to go from NAIA to D two, um, it's a it's a provisional. Uh, you enter into a provisional membership process. It's a three year process, um, right? Year one, you got to prove that you have certain staffing uh, or you meet certain staffing requirements and facilities and operations budgets and scholarship budgets and, and all things of that nature. And then um, right year two and three, you kind of get into the fold, like I said, so they'll, they'll remain in AI here um, for 23, 24, as far as their schedule goes. And okay. then they can actually compete in our schedule starting 2024 and they count as a D2 opponent while they go through that provisional uh, process, which is huge for us. Interesting. 
Yeah, that's I didn't know that. I guess I haven't cool. really yeah, I haven't really heard of a lot of teams uh I just mean like making that jump in general, but that's that's pretty sweet uh information. Now, I will say they're not bringing just football, right? They've got I think it said 15 GLIAC sponsored sports that they're bringing as a whole. So it's it's much more. I mean, we're a football based podcast. We're biased, you know what I mean? But like, that's that's a big addition for for GLIAC everywhere. It's not like we're gonna be the only ones making that trip down there to Chicago. Absolutely, man. Roosevelt, they uh, right? They they're gonna come in and they're gonna try to compete across the board. So um, obviously, we're here to talk football. But uh, uh, like you said, in addition to football, they've got pretty much everything. They sponsor a ton of sports and. I think they're going to be able to come in and be competitive. And, and again, being in Chicago, I think they're going to be able to recruit uh, the Chicagoland area really well, again, being the only Division II in that area. So yeah. I think they're going to come in and, and hopefully make a splash right away. No, it's huge. I know, like, I mean, we've got two guys sitting over here that are both Chicago guys. Like, mm-hmm. that's an interesting piece for us. Like, we have a lot of guys from that Chicago area. I know Wayne State recruits that area pretty heavily as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be really interesting to see how that affects the recruiting landscape as far as the rest of the GLIAC teams. Um, but on that same topic, football-wise, NAIA making that jump to Division Two. I got to wonder if you – I don't know how much you can say about this, but were there schools like a Concordia Ann Arbor or a Siena Heights that were part of that conversation too when you first, uh, you know, started exploring these options? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're open to uh, – and this is not just a GLIAC thing, but Division II in, in, in general, right? Uh, we, we've seen over the past couple months uh, schools are not just at the D2 level, but uh, schools are jumping ship and going D1, and then D1s obviously you've got USC and UCLA who – Uh, going from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. But, I mean, that's just the name of the game in in today's uh, college athletics layout that we're currently in. And, and I mean, right, there are NAIA schools uh, throughout Michigan. There are other NAIA schools throughout the Midwest, um, which, again, if they fit our scope and and they can compete uh, athletically and they're a good academic fit, um, right, we we are always looking for private schools and we obviously are dominated by state schools, which is great for us, right? But – um, anybody who can be a good fit uh, for the GLIAC, whether the NEI, Division Two, whomever it is, uh, we are we are always looking to have a conversation. Yeah, hundred percent. You kind of touched on what I want to talk about too on that private and like that state school dynamic, which is interesting, and that's something that's been at least from I can't I guess I can't call myself an outsider, but from an outsider's point of view, like looking at the GLIAC, that's been a key factor in what schools stick around in the GLIAC and what don't. Oh. We lost it. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, one second. My lights are uh, they're automatic. One second. <laughs> That's funny. You got you got motion detectors in there? I do. I'm too far <laughs> from I'm too, I'm too I'm too far from the sensor though, so I had to just do it on my phone real quick. There You're go. good, man. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I thought we lost you. At least we got you on here because that, that would have been more work. But, no, you're, you're good. But I was just talking about, uh, you know, the private schools versus the state schools, like you were saying, and, you know, where the funding comes in, in in that department. And that's something that's been a challenge for a lot of schools. Northwood most recently being a smaller private school. Now, Roosevelt, they've got an enrollment of over 4,000. They're definitely not in that same level as Northwood, which is under 2,000, I want to say, undergrad for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, again, uh, NAIA private, whether you're private, it doesn't matter. Like you just said, you could be in in Northwood's boat, which um, they're, they're not as, as well off as Roosevelt is as far as the the, uh, enrollment piece goes. But um, again, Northwood, they're in a steady spot, right? They're, they're fine. They'll be fine. That's who they are. Right. Um, But it really, right. We have our, you guys, right. Northern Michigan, we have our other big state schools or, 
you guys aren't really worried about what the enrollment piece looks like. You guys will be just fine. And yeah. you talk, you, you hit on the funding piece, right? The funding looks totally different compared to a, or, or a state school compared to a, a private school. But um, right. It, it, uh, there are a lot of schools right now, especially coming out of COVID, who are, uh, their, their mission is really focused on uh, the enrollment piece and how they drive that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we could all use uh, more students, right? Yeah, that's – I mean, especially when you go – like the further you get down levels of football-wise, the more that yeah. filling beds becomes a priority for sure. You see some of these uh, Division three teams, even ones that have really good programs like a Mount Union I think is a really good example. They'll bring in over yeah. 100 guys in a freshman class and, like – a lot of guys, obviously, they weed out. They don't make it onto the roster, but they're probably going to stick around, go to school, and that's that's right here, right? That's you know, money in the pocket of the school. That it's a business. At the end of the day, we, we get that for sure. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, I, no, go for it. Yeah, man. No, I was going to say, and that, that's right. You you hit the nail on the head, right? That's at the end of the day, it's about filling those beds, and and, and again, if if schools are right, don't matter if you're a school comfortable at two thousand or four thousand or twenty thousand, right? As long as you're filling those beds and you're comfortable where you are, um, that's just that's the name of the game. Hundred percent. Now, um, the big thing with that is being what people call fully funded, right? Division two, you're allowed, you know, that certain amount of scholarships for that the equivalencies of your your school's tuition. Now, a lot of those schools, um, especially like some of those Ohio schools that used to be members of the GLIAC, that I feel like was a big reason that they had dropped out in the past. Your alma mater, Walsh, being one of them. And I think that's a dynamic that, you know, obviously you guys never hope for that to happen because you want to retain a lot of your members, if not all of them, correct? So how do you, looking forward going into that, how do you kind of address that and, and make sure you retain some of those members? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the, the fully funded piece and, and not being fully funded, partially funded, whatever you want to call it. Um, again, it, it, we want to be competitive across the board. We don't just want to bring schools in. Obviously, we want to get new members into the GLIAC and continue to grow the GLIAC. Uh, but we want to be a competitive across the board. So uh, the more the more member institutions that we can bring in who look like GLIAC and look like what we want the GLIAC to look like moving forward, right? Obviously, we're looking for stable schools and schools who are, right? NAIA schools, they don't want to make the jump if they're not stable and they're not yeah. comfortable with where they are, in enro- right? They, they're focused on enrollment and how we can drive that. And maybe athletics is the, the, the answer there. But, um, yeah, the, the fully funded piece or, or, or partially funded piece, it, it honestly depends on the, the school's comfort level. And, and as far as the GLIAC goes, we want to continue to bring in schools uh, who look like us and look like what we want to look like moving forward. Yeah, no, I like that. And you heard, I mean, every coach, I think, at GLIAC Media Day was talking about, you know, that was their fallback. Well, this is the best football in the country, D2. This is the best football in the country. And I love that because they all mean it. They're all like, that's, that's conviction. Like, they all believe that. And I do, too. I think we all do. But, uh, Ty, you got something? How you doing, Cam? Uh, I got a question as far as what goes into the process of Roosevelt joining the GLIAC and how long is that process? Because me being from the Chicagoland area, I know them as Robert Morris, and they just recently became Roosevelt University. And I'm wondering if them rebranding into Roosevelt is – was that them trying to make the jump to Division II? Like what all goes – does that that tie in at all or – I just want to know the process yeah. of them coming in. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly, again, you have to hit, hit certain uh, certain thresholds as far as staffing and uh, scholarship budget, facilities, the whole, like you have to fit, again, not the GLIAC, you have to fit the D2 mold, right? So, again, there with the GLIAC, right, we have we have one, one piece where we're going to say, hey, we will approve this school based on these factors, but the NCAA, they're going to look at it and say, hey, 
you guys can become division two if you meet this certain criteria, right? So uh, I, I know that uh, Roosevelt and Robert Morris kind of combined or whatever the case happened there. Um, honestly, I'm not sure if that was part of their, their plan to, to end up uh, at some point going division two, but, uh, but here we are, right? So right. Um, again, they, they are where they are now. And, and for all we know, uh, they, they are Roosevelt. And this is the Roosevelt we started having a conversation with a while back um, and, and they want to go division two and they want to be part of the GLIAC, right? So again, they go through that provisional membership process. And as long as they can meet those, the criteria, once they get to the end of the three years, um, the, hopefully the, the NCAA says, Hey, you're ready. And, and you can come out of that provisional status and become a full, uh, full D2 member. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, right off the top, but I know yeah. I, I had definitely heard Robert Morris before. I guess I didn't realize that was, that's over with, huh? Yeah. They merged. And so I don't want to say two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, but I did want to touch on, too, is that you talked about how crucial them being in Chicago was and expanding that, uh, I guess, geographic footprint of the GLIAC. Um, you know, how much of a consideration was that, even if it's going to be some some long-ass bus rides for the boys up in the UP. But, <laughs> you know, with that, with that being said, um, you know, how important is that to not only expand it as far as membership goes, but as, you know, just to really branch out? Because at one point, you know, schools in Illinois, in Ohio, Indiana, those types of, of states, and now we've been really contained into Michigan. How important is it to get back out and expand that footprint? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, if there are members uh, or potential members, again, Chicago. So if we look at Chicago, it's honestly, I don't know if you guys have put it in your uh, GPS yet, but it's not a terrible drive. I remember being on a bus from, from Walsh. Yeah, it's not, not terrible. I remember, I remember being on a bus from Walsh up to Marquette. Uh, and that was one okay. of the longer bus rides and a lot longer than I'd like to sit on a bus. But um, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the Chicago, Chicago Marquette, Chicago Lake State, Lake State will be the longest trip. Um, it's it's not terrible. Uh, and again, I, I know Purdue Northwest, Wisconsin Parkside, they don't have football, uh, but Purdue Northwest is a, a, a rock throw from uh, from where Roosevelt is. So right, we've okay. already got schools who are making the drive. You guys in basketball and all your other sports, you're making the drive down to Purdue Northwest and vice That's versa. Right. Yeah. Not a, not a terrible drive. So. Um, again, with that being said, ge geographically, right, we, we want to do what makes sense. We, we don't want to put our members in a, in a bind. And when we, we go through um, this process, right, it isn't a, hey, Roosevelt says they want to be in and uh, our commissioner is like, okay, you're welcome, right? No, it has to, it has to be vetted, right? It goes through a process, it goes through a, the membership committee, right? Our presidents are involved. And if it doesn't make sense as far as a geographic uh, footprint goes, then certainly we won't, we won't put our, our student athletes in a position of where they're, they're sitting on the bus for uh, way too long or missing too much class time. Uh, yeah. we, uh, again, we want, we want to continue to add members that make sense and kind of fit the mode of where we want to continue to expand. Um, and, and again, we, we want to continue to, to, to create a, a great uh, student athlete experience. So we don't want you guys sitting on buses for, for 80 you mean hours. You're not going to be ferrying us across the country for every conference game, like the uh, Bruins and the Trojans out there in California. If we, if we had the, the PJs that the Bruins and the Trojans had, we would certainly uh, probably jump on that. But unfortunately <laughs> we, unfortunately we don't have that kind of money yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, emphasis on yet. Yeah. Huh? Um, but you were saying before we got on, can we count on you making a trip up to uh, Marquette this year? See the, see a game in the dome. Absolutely. I know one of you fellas said you have a, a couch and a TV over there for me. So that's time. Uh, no hotel. <laughs> we got no, bread, no. peanut butter, jelly, couch, fan, TV. I, I got a PS4 that I ain't plugged up right now. You can use that. 
you lo- you lost me with the peanut butter and jelly, man. If you, you just said we had a burger or something. Oh, uh, we get you a maybe, burger. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Some people, some, you know, I know if you're a supple man, peanut butter and jelly. We got... We got burgers, bacon, all that chicken. You, you, you know what, man? I, I, I definitely plan to, to visit the, the UP. I was actually just up in the UP uh, at Lake State for our SAC uh, retreat, uh, which, yeah, was, awesome. which is a great time. But uh, plan to get back up there. Uh, I actually want to get to a game in Marquette and a game in Holton. Um, I, I tell you what, I don't know if you guys, you probably don't know a whole bunch about uh, Coach Olson up at uh, Michigan Tech. But uh, Coach Olson sounds like he's a a phenomenal uh, smoke master. So he pulls out his Traeger uh, and gets the brisket going, apparently, and and brings it into the office. You should go to our game against against Tech and Holden. That might be be the thing I do, man. Kill two birds with one stone and and hopefully get some good food while I'm up there. No, he won't cook for you after the game. (laughs) You're going to be too bad. Not after hell, no. No, but I, you're you're totally I right. know I got a bunch of buddies on on that team, and I took an official visit there. And I remember meeting with him, and he kind of that was his icebreaker. I think actually talking about the the skills out there on the smoker. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he's a uh, he's he's a great guy. All, all of our Gliad coaches are great dudes. Coach Nystrom, love Coach Nystrom. Um, right, the, the the seven head coaches that we have right now, they couldn't be more fun to work with, and uh, they're a great group of uh, savvy uh, veteran coaches. And yeah, that's a good um, word. Yeah. Coach, yeah. Co- Coach Olson is Coach Olson is the man. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, uh, you know. Before, you had let me know there was going to be some, maybe some more potential news. Now, unfortunately, you said it's going to be pushed back. But when can we expect to uh, to hear about some more history from uh, from our conference? Yeah, Monday, 12 o'clock. Um, keep your, keep your uh, eyes peeled. Look at Twitter. Uh, check it out. There will be some exciting news coming you guys' way. Um, something we haven't done in the GLIAC before and, and, quite frankly, hasn't been done a whole lot uh, across the country. So we're kind of breaking the mode and excited to, to make this announcement on Monday. Awesome. Hey, I'll be tuned in, Coach. Once again, cannot appreciate you enough, fellas. Cam Trudell, appreciate yeah, you, Cam. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate you. you coming Seriously, on. this has been great, it. man. It's been fun. We'll see you in the yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Have a good <laughs> one, Cam. Care. Thank you. Hey, I'll see you, fellas. See ya. Great conversation with uh, with Cam Trudell. Good dude, man. He's got good character. Great that dude. helmet was sick. Definitely a friend of the pod. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Second time being on the podcast. That helmet he had was awesome. I didn't realize Nystrom had one of those. You've seen yeah. it, though. It's you got to you gotta go, you gotta go, gotta go see go. it. We got to go bombard that office, bro. <laughs> Take that helmet. <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. I'm That's playing. That's funny. Uh, but moving on, we got some funny stuff here. To, as we get closer to wrapping up the pod, um, this has probably been a long one. I don't know how where we're at time-wise exactly. but Hour 37. The Bills, <laughs> the Bills rookies. A lot of teams do this. I know Aiden Hutchinson had to do, I forget what song he's saying, but he, I guess, made his, his you know, he did one song for the Lions. Uh, MCDC was talking about it at one of his pressers. But these are not the Lions rookies. These are the Bills rookies singing Backstreet Boys. And we'll play the video, and then I'll turn the volume down. But. Tell me what Troy Bolden today. Yeah, you listened to was, Bet on Ty It was, by Troy Bolden. We got walked through today. Ty was singing that shit word for word. Are you serious? He said he wanted to be like Troy Bolden when he grew hey, up that, when he was a kid. That's hilarious. That shit dude. kind of rock. <laughs> it is. Bro, li- just listen to the song, bro. Like, the song is hard. No, no, the lyrics are good. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hating. I'm just saying. I was just saying that Ty was doing that shit today. It's <laughs> like he, he, he sings, he does basketball, and he gets a hot girlfriend. If you. <laughs> No, Troy Bolden, I'm saying. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm saying about Troy Bolden. Okay, okay. I don't even play basketball, bro. Oh, like, damn, what the hell? <laughs> no, 
Tasha said that to feel, bro. Jesus. Tasha said that to I'm saying, like, damn, bro. I'm talking about Troy Bolton. That's what Tyler said at the field. Okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Come on, now. You oh didn't you said that shit today. But no, you did like Troy, it, Troy Boyden was the like the perfect dude. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a you feel me? He, 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 he was he was he was he was right hooping, you know what I'm saying? And he he all same. American. He's literally an all American. Yeah, all American boy, man. He a movie all American boy. He don't get no better than no, Troy yeah. What I wanted to ask you though. <laughs> That was funny. That was, that was really funny. funny. That was funny. I was what stuck. I, what, I, what I wanted <laughs> to ask you is if you had to go, you get drafted tomorrow. You got a, you're a rookie on an NFL team, and you're going to do this. We'll say not shirtless, but you got to perform solo, and you get to pick your song. Without me by Eminem. That was quick. Yeah, that was really quick. Cool. I'd probably go really? Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Rolling in the Deep. I like that pick, actually. I really like that pick. If you ever, Ty, hear, you got if you ever one? hear me in the shower, Bobby, busting that out, Rolling in the Deep. Lady in Life by Michael Jackson. Okay. Quan loved that, that shit, don't he? That's okay. That's I a good Quan pick. On. Yeah, he was, we were cleaning the gym the other day, and he had that bitch blasting. There'll be no darkness tonight. <laughs> Play that song before you go to bed tonight, Kobe. Kobe, I'm telling you, bro. You like Kobe. Like, he that's would the love greatest that shit, song. bro. He like, would Kobe, love it. Play it. You're going to play it when we turn this podcast I will. On. I will. I'll, I'll probably love it, too. And you're going to be like, damn, like Mike is really talking right now. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Like you know him personally. <laughs> I call him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I I definitely I'd be something Marvin Gaye. I'm a big Marvin Gaye guy. Uh, you ain't seeing Mike. I'm not saying I'm not tearing him or anything. I'm just saying I'd be I'd I definitely am. be singing some Marvin. Gaye. <laughs> uh, if this world were mine by Marvin Gaye, you heard that one? You ain't seeing uh, want to be starting something. Never. Have only, you heard it though? Only yeah, song I, I know is like. Let's Marvin Gaye and get it's not even him. Oh he doesn't sing gosh, that. Yeah. Come on, Come on I don't. Listen Can we get to, that to the next shit. topic? He just ruined it. Yeah, that actually. I don't that listen one, to that. Play shit. the next that video. Hurt a little bit. That one hurt a little bit. Um, here I'll get. I'm too young. Oh, I'll get Chief the, Keith. I'll get the next <laughs> Chief one. Keith. I'll get the next one loaded up here. Hold on, give me just a second. Um, I seen this one. But that's tough. You did see this one. Yeah. I didn't see this yet. Is, this is, is that Beckton? So hold on. Yeah, let's me get this set up here. So this is Makai Beckton. He was their first round pick this year, I believe. Correct. Last year. Last year. Last year. Last year. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, last year. Louisville? He's got a year under his belt. Yep. And Louisville. At practice, we've got a streak of these coaches thinking they can hang with these guys. We had was it <laughs> Keenan Allen that broke the dude's ankles last week? Yep. And now we've got this dude standing in front of Makai Beckton. Makai Beckton is a for those who don't know him, you can see him right now. He's a large human. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. He is a large human. <laughs> I don't know what makes him think that he is capable of taking that sniff. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! That coach isn't like that little either. He's like no, that is an NFL coach. Like six, that two? is a normal size, like yeah, above average size yeah. human right there. And the he puts him on his keister, bro. That is awesome. You what, love that though. It's like not six, like he's seven, not six, ready six? for it either. No, he it totally is for sure. And you know, you're right. Uh, compared to Beckton, he doesn't look tiny. Like, the coach doesn't look tiny. And he just, oh, my God. But, but what in your right mind, what makes you think, like, yeah, you know what? Let me get in here. Let me take one of these. Give, you know, give me your all. Give me your all. Come on now. Come on, Makai. Give, give me that. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. It don't even look like he's, he's trying, trying he barely, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He barely even did anything. I love that, dude. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. Oh my I always, gosh. It always makes me think back too. Like, um, you see the ones I think that go viral all the time are the running back drills. The guys who like hold the bags for the running backs. I feel mm-hmm. like they always get knocked over. Um, there was the one of like I think it was Derrick Henry, right? That he brought out the chair, like the TikTok. Oh, that shit was funny. That was funny. Oh, come on, Derrick. Yeah, that one. It's Derrick Henry. Derek. He needs more. <laughs> that one was funny. Um, but finally, we've got one more here. I'm not gonna play the audio on this one either. Ty, did you see this one? Yep, I have seen this one. Damn it. What Damn is it? it? I haven't seen it. This is. This dude's a character, by the way. Absolute stud football player, Vita Vea. He is a stud, but he also has a gift for shotgunning 
Uh, this is a Gatorade, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming he can shotgun more than Gatorade pretty well. He put this bitch down. Damn. Damn. And he just threw it on the ground. And look at his boys laughing. <laughs> How sweet are canned Gatorades, though? That's I've never badass. seen a canned Gatorade before. That's, they had to that's be really like OG. Old. That's OG, old. yeah. Look at him, man. That's got like a 90s thing, right? 80s, 90s. Where, yeah, what do you a, just store like Gatorades since the no, 90s? I'm saying, I'm saying they must have, obviously they brought them back, but like when they yeah, started. Yeah. That's where the, the, the can, can is before. from. Yeah. I never have. Uh, we, we, had them at, we had them at school in like the lunch line. Did you actually? Yeah. For real? Yeah. But you like, bougie I stopped, like that? I stopped, I stopped going to lunch at school. Man, we had Trumo. <laughs> yeah, we had Trumo. We had no Gatorade in a can. That's crazy. That's kind of cool. But dude, if we had Gatorade at practice, I'd put one of them down like this. He literally asked the guy, dude, I don't have the audio on right now, but he asked him. He goes, he goes, you got a key? He's like, anyone got a key? And then he cracks it open like that. I, I, can, get that it with, I can get it with my... I that was awesome. right here. The can Gatorade? Yeah, it was, or just, yeah, a Gatorade. Yeah, sure. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying. You fool. What? <laughs> I drink Gatorade, bro. Mr. Massimo, did you? Moving on. <laughs> um, you know, that was, that was our... You know, not to... I don't want to laugh into this next topic. It's always tough to bring this bring this stuff up, right? And we, I think we learned the first time we talked about Dwayne Hasting at the beginning of our podcast that one time, and it was just tough to talk about anything else like yeah. for the rest of the podcast, mm-hmm, right? Sure. It's tough. And I don't want to shine a bad light on this or put any type of negative connotation on this. I didn't want to save this for the end for any particular reason other than that. I want to be upbeat on here. Um, but Aquan Cobb, he was a player at Davenport. He was killed in a drive-by shooting in his hometown of Detroit, and – from everything that I've seen and read, he was an innocent victim. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He had played for the Panthers for, I believe, three years. Um, you know, that's – it was just – when that got announced, I think it was pretty crazy. You don't, you never expect that from anyone, no. especially at this, this level. He's just a kid, man. Um, exactly. 100%. Just like us, bro. Yeah, bro. 100%. It's a senseless. It's a senseless crime. So, it was – that was terrible to hear. Um, but, like I said, a three-year player for Davenport, and it's just like – you got to imagine. Like, it's not even, like, ridiculous to imagine, too, like – if that could have very well been one of our guys. Like we got guys from there. Yeah. We got a lot of guys from Chicago where stuff like that, Ugh. you know, potentially could happen. All it is just wrong place, wrong time. And it, it's terrible that that yeah. is something that just happened to him like it's that. It's crazy, man. man. It's unreal. Thoughts and prayers to like, the kids' family and loved ones, man. Especially that football team. Because you know how a locker room gets with, you know, building friendships. And it's more like family, you know. You're around those guys every day. And it's like your brother. So we're, we're uh, thinking of the Davenport the athletic teams, um, and especially his family in uh, the time like this. Yeah, 100%. And um, from their head coach, Sparky McGowan, he says that words cannot express the pain felt right now, that their football family is heartbroken, obviously, to hear of that news. And he, he, he spoke very glowingly of him, said he was a light who always had a smile on his face. He was a hardworking student athlete, focused on graduation, which would have been in one more year. That's what's really difficult to grasp about this, too, is that he was that close to a goal that was feasibly attainable. And then that was just yeah. taken away from him, which is really difficult to to think about. Um, and there's there's more words too, but that's I mean that's there's not no, much it else. It really you can isn't say. though. Yeah, How, you can't really. What are you supposed to even say? Yeah, you, can, you other, don't. Other than yeah. I'm sorry, you know what I mean. Like you can't really. exactly. So I just wanted to obviously give him give him his respects on here um, yeah. covering this this conference and and football as a whole. Um, and then the other guy, I mean, we're gonna go back to back here, Vince Gully. Yeah. Um, you know, at least 
he did make it to the age of 94, oh, which is obviously a way different, yeah, oh, way different yeah. situation. For those who don't know, Vince Scully, legendary broadcaster, had a career of, of calling games, uh, called baseball games uh, for 67 years. I hey, mean, you know, like that that famous play with Joe Montana throwing it to Dwight Clark in the end zone, like on the, in the, against the Cowboys. Yeah, he, he I, called saw, that game. I saw that clip. He called yeah, that yeah, game that, too. That clip's been circulating around a little yeah, bit. It's really cool. There's a there's cool. a there's a thing on Twitter too. There there's a lot of Vince Scully highlights swirling around Twitter just because you know they're bringing up good memories they they had of him and. Someone said that there was a play, and it was a it was a it was a Dodgers against the Giants, and Kershaw was pitching, and there was probably six errors on the play, and Vince. Six errors. I, I'm not kidding. It, it ended up being an inside the park home run where it was a ground ball to shortstop. Oh my so Vince Scully is it's, it's he's like making it sound like it was just the craziest thing, and here goes the ball. That's the first baseman, I and mean, he throws the ball into left field. Oh God, the Dodgers look like the bad news bears. Like it's just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like where he was just a guy that. Just a voice that everyone he's, knew. He's the best baseball announcer. Like I our grandparents even listened yeah. to. You know what I mean? Like something like that. It's pretty cool. But So I bring it up too because um, the Dodgers this year will actually be honoring Vin with patches on their jerseys. And I've got the thing yeah, pulled up cool. here. I don't have a – let me see if I can actually. Let me get it pulled up a little bit better here. Um, but let's see. Um, like, I can't even think of another announcer that has like his – like persona like, yeah his any, charisma like, right anything like ernie that. harwell yeah ernie yeah. harwell was someone that he actually talked about when he yeah. was they're good friends those yeah, two yeah, they're great other. friends so. um, but ernie, here is too, yeah. here is the patch that the dodgers will be uh wearing this year to honor vin they've got the microphone on there and that will be uh on all their uniforms which is awesome that's um, awesome yeah. very cool you see the profile picture there for the la dodgers which is just a sweet tribute um mm-hmm. obviously like a patch you know people will say like that you know, but it's just a nice touch, right? It's just something that is means a it's, lot. It's for a classy, the players yeah, and the organization. A classy move for them. Um, and then you also had this was up in uh, Dodger Stadium. There you have. Uh, yeah. There you are. Join us says join us at Dodger Stadium tomorrow for a special pregame ceremony honoring Vin. And uh, they've got you know a bouquet of flowers up there and stuff, which is which is nice. Um, and obviously, honestly, the least they could do for a guy that did oh, so much yeah, for their yeah. for their program and their franchise. So. Rest in heaven, Vince Scully, man. Rest in heaven to both those guys, honestly. And it's yeah, like both. I said, it's tough to it's tough to to finish out a, a pod like that. But you know, you gotta be you gotta pay your respects. It's gotta be said. Right. It's gotta right. be said for sure. But uh, if you have made it this far, I think this episode has been a really good one. It's yeah. been all it's been all over the place. It's been fucking. It's been an interesting one. Yeah. All really the emotions. One. Yeah. All the emotions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Laughs. Full range. Luckily, no cries. Sorrows, but sorrows. Kobe was close. But if you have made it this far, thank you very much. Uh, more good stuff coming. Camp starts next week. We'll see what the schedule looks like podcast episode-wise. Um, but we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be uploading. Still going to be posting. And uh, appreciate you all. Have a good weekend.